You should dial up the personalization. So definitely with like an offer, like, hey, Drew, we know you've liked this thing. Yeah. You've bought these in the past so you can last longer. Would you like more? We've got a great offer on these tablets. Are you guys talking about those tablets? <laughs> <laughs> they got delivered here, Drew. We know about Why it. Why did you get them delivered here? <laughs> That's right, guys, we've mixed up the intro to the Brightcast, but we still want to say welcome back to the very sixth episode of the very second season of Brightcast. Yeah. Welcome back to you as well, Drew. Oh, thank you, thank Couple you. Couple of episodes without you. Yeah, and I hear they were the best episodes you've had as well. Who who told Drew that? Nah. Everybody's been saying <laughs> They're rubbish, mate. Rubbish, mate. Ignore the stats. I know the stats were good and everything. Ignore those. Don't worry about that. It's just, a, just an anomaly, that's all. Yeah, yeah, there's a <laughs> yeah. blip. It yeah. happens in marketing sometimes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling good to be back. Um, I'm running on an average of four to five hours of sleep a night, which actually isn't that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, you ride in the wave, the, yeah. the wave of tiredness yeah. and energy. But I'm ready to get on it. So should we just go straight into the pod? Great. Well, let's throw it straight back to you, Drew. What have you been on this week? So lots and lots of catch up, loads yep. of uh, just boring admin stuff, but stuff that has to be done. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been refining our um, post-production workflow, our process. So we use monday.com um, to kind of map out all of our project management, and we've been refining all of that. Yeah. We've also just been cleaning up a bunch of projects that we've been on, um, some that had started before I went away on paternity, but they're coming to a close now. Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, and it's exciting because we're about to get a website. Like I feel the website is imminent. <laughs> and I know I've been saying that for the past year, but we've had to swap devs and all that jazz. But uh, it does feel like it's actually coming now. Yeah. Now, it, now we've swapped to this other dev. Yeah. It's gone a bit faster with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're going to get it soon. And Jess, you've been nailing all of the project management on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's been a pretty big, big task for this week. We're getting to the end. So it's just like the final snags, getting them over and writing copy, getting assets, using Monday, like Drew was saying, to sort of outline who I need to nag for certain things, get yeah. some assets created, get videos sort of exported and finalised. But it's exciting, it's looking really good, and I'm excited for people to see it. Oh, it looks great. Like, the, the, the last version we had with the previous dev, um, who were terrible, but I'm not going to name them, so I think I can rag on them a little yeah. bit. But they sent us the website, and uh, it just, it didn't work. It looked terrible. Like it was it was meant to go live quite quickly. It was just a bad, bad, bad website. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with the new developer, like we've sent us it, it isn't it isn't 100% perfect. There's snags. There's things they need to like tidy up and stuff. That's fine. That's understandable. Yeah. Part of but the process. Part of the process. But it looks and feels amazing. Yeah. Like it, it feels great, doesn't it? Yeah. He was disappointing with the person before or the organization before because they were a big outfit and we didn't cheap, cheap out on it. We paid money, good yeah. money. And we expected to be handed and delivered a great site and uh, they just couldn't realize it. And it was quite clear. And it, I think it's sometimes happens with big organizations, not all, because plenty have good processes in place to stop this. But a big organization where the project was just being passed around and different people yeah. were working on it, they didn't really know what they were doing. There was no cohesion across it and there was just gaps and mistakes everywhere. But I think we've learned something as well where it's, don't necessarily not go to a company who's excited to expand their knowledge through a project they're doing, but get timelines in place and understand that they have like the capacity in-house. Yeah. We kind of went to these guys and they, they could do it. They had examples of like the work that they've done and we chose them because they were good developers. But some of them, they got very excited about it because they wanted to like expand their team's knowledge and stuff yeah. on it. But then it just worked out that like, 
they didn't have the time to put in place like the right people yeah. to get on the projects or anything. It, yeah. But anyway, we're getting there, guys. We we're nearly we've nearly yeah. got a website, and I'm excited to to launch it officially. Yeah. to the listeners i think it's for, worth pointing out to listeners and viewers especially new ones that uh we wouldn't say for any company really to not have a website for over a year but uh, uh yeah we haven't <laughs> and uh you know we've we've navigated that i think at the start we sort of kept making the excuse like oh we've got no website of course but then we was like no we need to like market ourselves hard without a website and yeah that has a lot of challenges but because a website makes it easier you know something to point to but uh especially building new connections through like ads and things it's a trust thing as well yeah but we managed it and you know we had some really cool clients in that time that trusted us and even trusted us to build their websites and design their websites which was amazing um we worked with and built some really strong connections with um existing clients that and we got a lot of recommendations through the time as well yeah, because yeah. we smashed their marketing and the, the people around them was asking who was doing their marketing and who was creating their content. And then we sort of started doing their marketing as well. Long story short, have a website. <laughs> but if you don't, do a lot of marketing. And then have a website. And then have a website. Yeah. Always have a plan to have a website. Great. Cool. Rob, how about you? Well, you've come back now, so I've been able to slowly hand all those pesky video projects back to you um which has been great because we've got a lot of marketing strategy to do for clients um but for ourselves as well you know we, with this new website there's a few things i want to explore doing to get it out there we've working with a new pr company who's doing some pr push for us which has been nice and then there's a few stunt things i want to do with uh our domain and things like that but that's that's a bit of a secret that will come later and yeah i'm really excited by the pr that we're doing and being able to properly push bright as a brand now we've got the website yeah definitely and at this stage it's worth pointing out to the listeners and viewers that uh, this episode of the podcast is for you anna barry charlie I'm just going to list all the names. Let's make it personalised for yeah. people. Should we list them all? We'll, we'll do a deleted scene where we list every name. Okay, cool. Great stuff. Um, but why are we doing this, Jess? Because today, Rob, we're talking about personalised marketing, how people can personalise different channels and different platforms um, to align to their clients a little bit more. And you're talking straight to your clients or straight to those leads that you want. I, I hate it, for instance, like as a company that hasn't got, you know, like hundreds of employees, for instance, yeah. um, whenever I get sent an email from somebody who's wanting like a personalized thing, so maybe they're wanting uh, like to do some freelance work for us, or they're, they're inquiring about a job, or yeah. they're wanting yeah. some work experience, they want to sell us a service or something, and they're yeah. trying to be personable, but they send it to like, dear sir or madam. Yeah. It's like, firstly, you've sent it to my personal email address, yeah. you found that, Yeah. good job, you found that. But then you haven't bothered to just see who I am. Yeah. Like you yeah. haven't bothered to say like to Drew. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just name me. Pop, pop my name on there. Yeah. Or to whomever it may, you know. To, to, give, to give them some credit, it's a gender neutral name. Drew. Yeah. But you, you don't would, need to put oh, a pronoun on You don't on put there. pronouns. Just put Drew. Just yeah. put to Drew. But they, hey, hey Drew. So Hi, Drew. Yeah. Just yeah. do that. No, it, it, it is much better. And it's not a, it's not a new thing. There's been the ability to do it for a long time. Um... I wonder why they decide not to. Why do you think they decide not to do it? Is it because 
the rest of the copy just isn't personalized. I think, yeah, it's the one that I think everyone likes a personalized email. But at the same time, everyone does like two first name, like it's in like MailChimp or whatever. It's like a, a tag that they put in. It will just pull the first name that they have on their list. But when the rest of it's not personalized, it's not sort of tailored to the information they want or anything like that makes it then not feel personalized just because the first name thing's so easy and in drew's example it does make it feel personalized because it's asking for like a job interview or freelance work or example like that but when it comes to like email newsletters for example just switching it a little yeah. bit more to a to a business's marketing the two field i don't think is enough nowadays no it's not enough but i think if you're starting off by not doing that yeah, yeah. you immediately started off badly it's a defeatist it's yeah. almost like a defeatist yeah. attitude oh, the, where the rest you... isn't personalized yeah. so let's not personalize anything no yeah. per personalize as much as you possibly yeah. can personalize yeah. yeah and um there's good ways of doing it so you mentioned newsletter jess and a newsletter can be quite a designed thing so it's not it's not plain t it's not a plain text newsletter yeah um and plain text emails definitely in an automation pipeline you should personalize those because they work really yeah, well yeah. but if it is a designed thing you might not have a to whoever in there and that's fine but you can still personalize it a very fundamental way we've been doing with our clients newsletter specific is an engaged list and an un and not yet yeah. engaged list unengaged list and what we do is we're not personalizing who it's to but we're personalizing the subject line so we know they've read yeah. the last couple of newsletters. So it's a continual thing. So it's more personal to them, that subject line. Um, and we've done some nice stuff with, uh, it was a stolen idea, as all good ideas are, but asking for their feedback on things. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was because we knew they were engaged. They read the last thing and it was like, uh, we respect your opinion, give us some feedback on yeah. this. And that worked really well. There's also nice ways to segment the list when you're collecting the data in the first place. Yeah. So where there's like GDPR tick boxes, above that you could even put what they want to hear from you. It could be about new products and services. It could be around a specific topic or uh, new releases. Or it could, if you're, say, um, a B2C or you're supplying a product, it could be like offers and discounts. Yeah. Segmenting that list so they're only getting the information that they want yeah. rather than dropping into a general newsletter and they're being sent two a week at yeah. some places depending you, on how you should much dial up the personalization so definitely with like an offer like hey drew we know you've liked this thing yeah you've bought these in the past so you can last longer would you like more we've got a great offer on these tablets you guys talking about those tablets <laughs> <laughs> they got delivered here drew we know about why it. did you get them delivered here <laughs> it's crazy but you can dial up that personalization and in fact there's even it, it's not even time don't cut that it's not even time like costly. You forwarded me forwarded me one recently, didn't you? Yeah, and that, that that's what got me thinking about this whole kind of like topic, really. Yeah, because I got an email that seemed really personal, uh, personalized. Sorry, it said like, "Hey Drew, blah blah blah." I went through all this stuff, basically trying to sell us like a, a, a marketing service as a marketing company or as a video company. It's always funny when you get marketing or video yeah. things, anyway. Yeah. So immediately it's not that personalized because they're not really done that much research. Not done the research yeah. But it said, I've made this personalized video for you to check out what we can do for you. Like rather than writing all this stuff yeah, down yeah. an email, here's a personalized video. Yeah. That's cool. I'll check it out. I hadn't checked it out at the time because I was on my paternity leave. Um, so I just sent it to you. Yeah. Um, you, and you couldn't listen to the video because your wife was screaming because she was popping a baby out. 
and you're on your phone like, oh, I just need to watch this. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to ask for midwives for the password for the Wi-Fi and they yeah. were like, yeah. this isn't the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it says, hi, Drew, it's personalised. <laughs> but I sent it to you. So I hadn't actually watched the video. And then I watched a video like a week or so later. And basically it's just them screen capping going onto our website. Yeah. Just p- picking, going ra- in random it, pages. It could be a bot as well, just doing, doing anything. This, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could, could it, I mean, it could literally just be like an intern who's like, oh, here's your job just to go through it. And it's like a, it could even just be like a 10 second thing that's just yeah. looped, John's mean. We just go through it and it's got an, it's got a message over the top of it, like a voiceover that isn't personalized at all, but it just starts off with similar language to yeah. a personalized part of the email. It's like, hey, so yeah, I thought I'd put this personalized video for you together. It's always you. There's yeah. never a name. There's never yeah. a company name or anything. Um, so the services that you offer, never, never name the services that you offer. So it's just, it's really like, you know, it's this personal email. Yeah. A little that bit sets vague, up this personal, seems, yeah, yeah, exactly. Personal video, but isn't personalized yeah. at all. And immediately I'm just like, ah, oh, it's rubbish. I don't like it now. Yeah. So like, they've just like, they've really tried to make this personal. And then yeah. they just like messed up this last little bit. But I think that it was a noble effort. I think it was a smart thing oh, th- to do oh, that people could employ, yeah. but they just pro- probably needed to follow it through a, t- a touch more. Oh yeah, I, w- I will say I I didn't fall for it in a sense. That I didn't think I know it's not personalized. I yeah. know they like they're getting away with it not being personalized. I bet lots of people won't won't yeah, get it that. It still feels yeah. nice, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So like, even just having I, the same script and just recording it when you record the video, just recording another voiceover at the same time. And it could be not necessarily a script, but have a similar like guidelines where it's like, this is the problem we can see they're having. This is the solution we think that's best for them. Yeah. Stick their name at the top, have a business name in there, automatically feels personalized, but isn't the extra step of doing like a full audit or yeah. a full like look into the website or their services or what the yeah. business is. Yeah, but I will say like, obviously we're talking about now about, you know, you should personalize all the stuff that you do. But there's obviously like, you know, pros and cons to all these things, swings and roundabouts and all that jazz. Yeah. This is a compromise all yeah. the time. So yeah. I think, you know, I didn't like the fact that, it, that, that I then realised that it wasn't personalised. Yeah. I realised it was, you know, fake or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, lots of people won't realise that. Yeah. And actually it was a really clever use of yeah. pretending oh, cool. to be personalised, starting off with a semi-personalised email, yeah. going into this video, but yeah. then feels more effort. Wow, they've made a video that this is our website. They're going through our website to look at stuff. We're talking yeah. about our services. They aren't. It's very, very vague. Yeah. But it does, I think it definitely would work with a lot of companies. Yeah. And it's one of these things where you've thrown out this like massive net and some people won't fall for it. I say fall for it. Won't, won't like buy into it. Yeah. But a lot of people will. Yeah. So immediately I messaged you saying, what do you reckon to it? Is this, is this something we could do, for instance? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I do think it's a bit poor where it's like falling on that personalized like approach with the video. But at the same time, it is a really clever use. It's super yeah. efficient. Your idea of like recording those individual personalized bits. Yeah. That's really good. It takes it takes about next step. But is is it worth doing yeah. that? Because it's, about it's more it. effort. scalability, isn't it? Because it's yeah. a real numbers game with those yeah. sort of outreach things. Um, and it's easy to get a bit, I guess, a bit too protective and precious about it, but also a bit British about it, about yeah. about casting that net so wide. I guess it depends it on how work. valuable that tick is as well. Like yeah. that's such like a cold sales email. Like if someone replies, they can then probably get more personalized. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whereas if you're in like a pitch, for example, having something like that that's personalized is essential. We spoke yeah. about it a while ago in terms of in our new showreel having a space where we'd film a section i think you mentioned it rob where you'd film a bit for that company it's like hey joanne like 
great speaking to you. This is how we'd turn, you know what I mean? This yeah. is what we'd do for you or something. Yeah. It'd be the same show reel, but it might be 10 seconds in the middle of it where yeah. we'd create a gap for something to be recorded. Yeah, we drop some of their branding in and things yeah. like yeah. that. Um, and it was and it was my idea, but you made it personal sorry. to Rob by saying it was Rob's idea. Because you, I didn't realise. that worked, that brought me into yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, there was yeah. buy in there. So that, yeah. that yeah. really worked. Yeah. In doing you knew that. it was your idea, but Rob wasn't yeah. sort of bought I, into I it, so I needed to. Yeah. And you praising something, I was like, this must be for me. Yeah. But no, that, um, so that, that idea that we had where we were going to put in, like, it was basically we were going to film it in a really clever way, weren't we? Yeah. So we never had, we'd, we would never have to film it ever again. It would just be a voice, basically, a voiceover. Yeah. And you would just say that company's name. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really clever thing. I think we might still do it. We've not uh, yeah. done it yet. I think no, we will think do it. Um, but it was a really, really clever use of doing it. And it was a way where we, we, we tried to make it as scalable and as efficient as possible. So we could quickly churn that out. All it would take is quickly going onto one of these mics down here, saying that company name, yeah. Going upstairs, done. Yeah. You've got it. Really, really good. So I think it's just one of those things where it's like, how personalized do you need to make each thing? Yeah. Um, what's the effort to do that? Is it worth doing that effort? Um, yeah. When you said, is it a British type thing with like, you know, that kind of like cold call, big, big wide net, that type of thing. I think it's just, you're always saying it, just AB, ABT, always be testing. Yeah. Just test it out. Just yeah, yeah. Throw, that, throw that super, that super low effort wide net out. Minimal personalization. Yeah. Then try one with more personalization. You know, track the time it took to do each one. Yeah. Was it worth it? Did you get, how many leads did you get off the pers really personalized one? Yeah. How many leads did you get off the not very personalized one? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a great company, and I say great in terms of personalization, not really in terms of the company. And I, I brought their book. It was something like, I won't, I'll get the name wrong sort of on purpose. I can't quite remember it, but it was something like, uh, like sell the shit out of yourself or something like that. And their personalized follow-ups were great. What they did nicely was you purchased the book and they had an offer. It was like pay. It was just pay for postage, but postage was like 20 quid or whatever. Uh, and you get the book. Um, then they go to a video and it talks about how to use the book. Um, but you've already put in your details. So it's like, hi, Rob, thanks for getting the book. Um, here's how the people who have had it before you have really used it to generate 7 billion worth of sales in a, in a week. And at the time, we could have really done with 7 billion pounds worth of sales. So I was like, yeah, this is the right book. We still could. Mm, we're doing all right. And um, their follow-up is relentless because they've got lots of add-ons. And I haven't unsubscribed from it because I want to sort of learn from it because it's so good. It's such like a, the headlines is just a real like personable but storytelling yeah. process. Um, and I think and not do it to this extent, but I think a lot of people could benefit from that. And it's and it's automatic. And, it, and you mentioned earlier, as soon as someone starts responding, then it could go to a more manual thing. You could personalize it more or make the call. Yeah, yeah. Automated emails are something that we've implemented quite rigorously with some of our clients, where it's as soon as they download an ebook, don't let that lead go for, say, a month. Yeah. And, it, and as soon as they open something else and maybe sign up to another newsletter or an yeah, event, yeah. they then drop into another automation. So it's kind of you're always marketing to them, but not in a sales way necessarily. It's plain text. It's personalized to the person and personalized yeah. to the content that they downloaded. So say if they downloaded um, an SEO guide, for example, yep. we might recommend more SEO 
blogs to them yeah, yeah. and then it'd be case studies of how yeah. that that company has helped businesses with seo yeah, yeah. then maybe a video on how to implement seo yourself yeah. maybe then further articles and then at the end of it if they haven't clicked on any of those things it's then linking them back into another funnel so it might yeah. be you liked seo maybe you like yeah ppc yeah. or yeah. something you can jump else to some yeah conclusions this they were interested in this service but it's probably not the one for them <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about something else and keep and keep it going. Yeah, it, it's not a bad attitude. So I think we've covered emails well. But yeah. What other examples is there out there that perhaps larger companies have done that 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 any company can learn from? And we can take principles. Let Let's identify some and then see if there's some learnings we can do. Yeah. Okay. So like an obvious one, although I don't know how much other companies can learn from it because they're going to need a lot of tracking, would be Spotify Wrapped. Yeah. So yeah. that's a real like. It's a like it's it's a thing, isn't it? Like every time Spotify apps comes about, it takes over the internet basically. Yeah. There'll be memes and stuff everywhere all about it. Yeah, yeah. News yeah. all about it. Yeah. Everyone's um, Insta story is just yeah, exactly. full of yeah. these, these so they do, things. They do an incredible job of it. Yeah. Obviously they're a massive company, Spotify. Not everyone's gonna have the resources and the tracking and the information that they have, yeah. the data. But that is a um that is a good example of personalization. Yeah. So so there is actually some quite I think more straightforward com comparisons that people can do that people might not realize with display ads, right? So you could have a certain trigger yeah. on a certain service page and, you know, or, or even a popular blog. If you've got a popular blog where the SEO, you've really worked on it and it's jumped and you're getting, say, 2,000 views on this blog per month, yeah. which isn't, you know, un unconceivable, you could actually then start just doing display ads for people that have been on that page yeah. in, 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 in a Spotify way. Yeah. Like, we know you're interested in this. And perhaps not as stalky as we know, but that would be quite good, right? Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Not quite on the level of Spotify. Just because Spotify is good as the personalization that they do then encourages user-generated content, which is a whole nother topic, yeah. but um, is a great way that personalized content can increase yeah. your awareness or the people's awareness of your brand because they're more likely to promote your brand. It's the same as at the Coca-Cola cans when they had your name on them. Yeah. That the only reason really was so people take a photo with their name. It was like yeah, share it with yeah. a friend, other people share it. Yeah. It's then free marketing for Coca-Cola basically yeah. on, on a mass scale. But the same type of thing would yeah be remarketing ads for certain content, um, having them a little less salesy where it's like come and buy from us it might be yeah linking to other bits of content we know you like this service or you've watched this video for example yeah might also be a youtube true view yeah uh you've read this blog watch the watch a video yeah. on it or something yeah. like that or listen to a case study we've done on a certain service yeah so there's definitely ways people can include the same sort of idea as that the yeah, same sort of where, use where of that referencing data you know, Spotify referencing songs you've listened to. Yeah. This might reference blogs you've read, yeah. for example. Yeah. I, I, th I think that's a good example of like people who you're marketing to still yeah. try and get them. But also, like, I don't think we should forget about being personal to clients we already have. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, you, you, you could do, obviously, I think is it like Tesco or Sainsbury's or something? They do it so like they monitor like how, like your, your shopping, your online shopping. Yeah. And they'll say something like, you know, Gwyneth in Slough, is the number one banana buyer yeah, yeah. for yeah. that that month or something like that? Yeah. Like you could very easily pull those kind of like yeah. data like that for Definitely, your clients. Yeah, yeah. 
So for instance, we do a thing when people pay on time or early, we plant a tree for them. Yeah. So we could be saying, saying, you know, you've planted these trees yeah. or whatever the length of that tree would be by the end of that time, we could add all yeah. those up and say with, you know, with these trees all added together would get you to, you know, I don't know, the moon or something like that. Obviously yeah. no, one's, no one's quite paid that many invoices to yeah, get there, yeah. but something like that. Um, you know, if it was done on like views or something, you know, your the content we've created for you has garnered you as many views as Chocolate Rain got back on its yeah, peak and whenever yeah. it came out, something like that. Yeah, we could, you could very easily do yeah. that kind of stuff for your clients. Yeah, and it's not again you're already your clients, but it's something that they might want to share. Yeah. Spotify Wrap, they're already their clients. They're already yeah, using yeah, that yeah. product. We're not trying to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also increasing new people to go to them. Like people join Spotify for Spotify Wrapped. Like yeah. people moved from like Apple Music to Spotify because of Spotify Wrapped, because of it, the personalization that they do. It's a fun little thing to share. Yeah. Oh, I've not got Spotify. Oh, I might get Spotify. It's part of that community yeah. as well. Like you see everyone yeah. doing it and you, yeah. you want to be part of that community. Spotify also create like the playlists that you listen to, like your daily mixes, your release radars. They create yeah. personalized things for you. It could be like that for clients where it's yeah. like you've, for maybe a company that's selling products, you've brought X amount of these things. You may also like these things or yeah. like you've brought a thousand pencils. Why not buy rubbers or yeah. sharpeners or a pencil case to put them in? Like yeah. things that go around that product that's like upselling, but personalized upselling yeah. at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Imagine buying a thousand pencils and not buying a sharpener or not buying a rubber. How confident are you? Yeah. A thousand pencils. Yeah. You just, they're just being it's crazy. Unethical with their pencils, aren't they? <laughs> as soon as one snaps, they're starting another one. Well, it was, just, it. it was just today, Jess, I found that you had a pencil sharpener because <laughs> up until then I was using pencils till they were blunt because it's more environmental, but then I was just throwing them. You know, it's a full pencil left. I had a sharpener, Rob. Come on. <laughs> and we plant trees. <laughs> That's sort of the crazy part. I think. Uh, but there's also a smart thing I came across recently. So you mentioned, Drew, existing clients. Yeah. But there was a company, a client of ours, but it wasn't from our advice, but it's, it's really well done, is they do some webinars and they've started to get real momentum with them. And we do the marketing for the webinars, so that helps. But they've started to get real momentum with them. And what they've been doing is a follow-up post where... People who contribute in the webinar, so not actual clients, but prospective ones, um, they note them down, they note what they've said that's of, of, of value. And in their thank you list, they've sort of put their names in. So it might be, uh, hi, Drew. Oh, it was really great when you challenged us to, you know, validify this point in this way and stuff like that. And they did a big post and tagged all those people in. That posted really well. And it was personalized, brought them into the community as well, which was really yeah. nice. That was smart. So I think yeah. something people can do if they're doing any sort of webinars. Slow effort, isn't it? Is yeah, is is thank those people who are contributing to live webinars when it's there's a bit of back and forth. Personalization doesn't always necessarily mean it has to have your name in it either. It could be personalized to certain personas if you can't go as granular as their names. Yeah. So for things like landing pages or social posts, obviously you can't put everyone's names in it otherwise you're just going to end up with the brackets f name in it sort of thing yeah. yeah um it could be from your ads that you have different landing pages targeted to your personas um so say you're an estate agent and you're running ads the keywords that are on like first-time buyers like looking for things it'd be landing on it 
like stressed about buying your first home yeah let us take like some of that away let us help find your perfect home it's personalizing it with the subject matter isn't it yeah as as well yeah it could be the same landing page across five different things but the first like title's different like the copy you're putting into it is slightly different like the the things you're aiming to the pronouns that you're using the the way you're 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 discussing these topics yeah might be different so yeah. for a first-time buyer they might not know things like stamp duty and things like that whereas someone that's bought five houses already to a landlord or, or yeah. yeah or a buy to let yeah. person yeah i get a lot of age stuff on instagram t- trying to sell me uh, life insurance it would just mention my age constantly yeah, yeah. i have joe is it poly.com where it's like just women's life insurance they're doing right. a huge push at the moment between like 18 and 27 year olds or something where it would have that age bracket and it has like micro influencers or like lower down celebrities like people of like coronation street and eastenders and stuff yeah. like, like them talking about like the importance of having like life insurance yeah but it's like targeting oh, specific them, yeah. um like age yeah. ranges to make it seem range? like eight, 18 to 27 yeah you, yeah, yeah, that, you fit it. yeah yeah, 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 you yeah, fit yeah. It. no there's an ad <laughs> recently and it's uh oh, who is it it's like an ex-footballer but i also think it might be idris elba is but, it Dion dublin it's not Dion Dublin. But he, they go, 39-year-olds need to get life insurance. Oh, I keep seeing one. I think it, I thought it was like Tyson Fury or something who was doing it. Oh, no. It wasn't him. But 39-year-olds, and immediately I'm, my ears prick up because I'm like, in 10 years, I'll be 39. <laughs> I'm 39 now, guys. But that's the smart way of personalization. I don't know how you can do every single age in that in that way. They've probably just looked at a certain persona type and they're like well let's just pick a number yeah because it'll hit that hit that it's, person yeah eventually. it's probably also looking at like 39 they've probably got kids like thinking around like that age like the like not to generalize people on the accomplishments they should have at certain ages then but, they were back starting hurting but, their knees are hurting so they're like i'm getting old now but, but they might have <laughs> we're also shitting it about being 40 <laughs> turning 40 but, as well i mean life insurance people want to get you early don't they it's more money as well yeah, yeah. so going go for the 30 year olds it's 20 quite, year olds yeah. you just you think you're invincible 30 yeah. you're like oh, fuck. yeah yeah it's the the main thing like 18 to 27 was like your life insurance cheaper like yeah. if you get it now and have like a 10 to 20 year plan yeah like get it now because it's cheaper than if you get it at 40 yeah. 50 like do you have the life price insurance yeah because i had to because the house oh, okay do you have life insurance yeah what was the sort of turning points for making you get it was yours fatherhood uh no i think we just got it i think it might have been connected to getting a house yeah or something okay. we, uh, we had to for our mortgage don't care about kids cool. yeah and yours was we had to for the mortgage. mortgage yeah M- mine was when i was the first time i was going snowboarding at age 35 and i didn't really like i'd done learn to snowboard in a day and i thought i'm gonna be on a cliff in a day i'm gonna take out some life insurance yeah i remember being t- i remember being like uh trying someone tried to sell it to me when i was like 22 or something i was like i'm 22 yeah i'm living forever baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm also, never dying. Also, if you die at 22, yeah, I got, I got nothing or no one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't blow that guy. I got nothing or no one. Not now. Don't blow that guy. I got people. I got people and everyone. So you're saying if I died right now, no one would care. How old are you? 22. You got, you oh fuck yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> you no, you got you now. got you got a partner and a dog in a house. I don't have a partner or a dog in a house. I don't think. Yeah, but don't 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 test me on the math, sir. So we spoke about a lot of ways people have personalized content or people could 
why should people why should people put the extra time into personalized content well drew touched on it at the start when it was that feeling of, of, of when you receive it it's for you and it's a marketing principle it's yeah. why people write posts and copy with you and your and they try and make it yeah. for the reader there don't they and, yeah. and, and it's an extension of that isn't it yeah i think it goes back to when you're a little kid on a school trip yeah. to a museum and you get yourself into that gift shop and there's a random seven color pen yeah. that has your name on it and you're like i gotta get this pen yeah, it's got my yeah, name on it i yeah. gotta get it it's yeah. it's speaking to me yeah even though it's speaking to everybody with that name, yeah. not just you, yeah. but you've got to have that thing. Everyone yeah. likes a personal approach, don't they? Definitely, yeah. And you see it, you know, there's a disappointment if your name's Bart and there's no Bart ones there. It's just Bart. It's just Bart. Yeah, for some reason. But at school, is like as a kid as well, do you ever do that thing where you was reading in class and if a character had the person's name, you'd all look like, like every, oh, he said yes. Every, every single TV show where there's like a phone in or a call in, oh, sorry, like a, like a post in like competition. And it's like, I sent it to Darby at DE1. It's always Darby. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Darby. Yeah. yeah Darby, right. baby. Yeah. Darbados. Yeah. Yeah. People you feel so People feel that personalization, even with their hometown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned the Tesco thing. And I think it was Tesco or was it Asda? But, but they used to do it for the town, didn't they? Right. They would say like, I don't know rugby are the number one buyers of soft cheese philadelphia right something like that yeah people also resonate with the content so when you were saying having like you and your within copy it makes people associated to their business to their current situation yeah to what to whatever's happening in their lives currently whereas if it's just like people's businesses need to do this yeah like, you're yeah. like okay like yeah, people's business yeah like they, yeah. They, okay yeah who's you're not talking to me so you, you kind of like you kind of like drift off a little bit don't you yeah you're yeah. not stopping yeah. to read it yeah. whereas yeah. like you say with an email if it's coming in it's like oh hi jess da, 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 da. it's like it's, they're talking to me yeah, like it's, it's content you're at a networking event and you're just talking about yourself or you're not you're not you're not yeah. like the person's name yeah. repeating the person's name it's yeah. all these simple things you're trying to be trying to trying to connect with people there's yeah. no connection there if, yeah. if you're if you're using someone's name using like information about them that you've like that you know or hopefully you've not like you know hopefully you've you've learned it in a good way not yeah. just stolen some data or something yeah. but using like information on them to like connect with them it's a massive thing yeah so we've spoken about like why it's important we've spoken about some examples and but we've seen yeah like what what, what tips would we give companies out there then yeah. smes on how to connect with people in this personal I, way i think if you've got the technology so if you're doing any sort of newsletter thing you've probably got the data and you've definitely got the ways of making it personal with yeah. that you know avoid at all costs the even if you're prospective emailing sir or madam to whom it concerns because you don't want that formality there anyway if it's also that general right. just drop it like does it need the like on a newsletter a design newsletter does it need it yeah. if you can't put the two field in because you don't have the data for people's first names just drop it like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't need it there and then if you because we spoke we touched on them earlier but if if you haven't got the data or the resources to do that then it's about how to personalize the language or the topic to that person. So we spoke of, you know, the subject lines, if you've segregated your audience for email campaigns. Um, we spoke about uh, if you're doing any sort of conversion tracking on a website, so you're able to remarket to them, or if you're doing competitor remarketing, so you know they've been on the competitor's site, you know that information so you can personalize yeah. their experience that you're aware of in, in your copy and your yeah. ad as well. So that's a smart way of getting around it as well.
Yeah. And I think as well, whenever you're, whenever you're doing any, any amount of personalization, there's obviously, there's more work involved with making it personal, which is yeah. why a lot of people don't make things yeah. personal. It's less work to just send out a, to, you know, to whom it may concern, whatever, to sir, madam, whatever. Um, so weigh up the pros and cons of yeah. the personalization. Yeah. So again, going back to what we said earlier, just test it. So let's say you've got um, uh, a newsletter that you're putting out. Just test the amount of personalization you've got in there. Yeah. yeah. Let's say you're just doing like some kind of cold emails to companies, testing like testing amount of personalization in there. Yeah. And then spot some opportunities to take personalization to the next level that people might not expect. We mentioned having a show reel where we do a thing where we draw back and include the person. But because of the time effort, which you also mentioned, that would come later on in the funnel. We would yeah. only really do that once we've had a conversation with the person and it might be that video included in part of a follow-up, you know, a great to talk to you, here's something but and we'll prepare, you know, our yeah. offer or something yeah. like that. That was a great app. And I know it's going to connect with people because I know the listeners and the viewers have enjoyed the past ones and that's why we put this special podcast together just for them. Um, so I guess we'll see you in those episodes. Bye. Bye.